Hello and welcome to The Edge and Beyond, the series that makes sense of use cases across industries, brought to you by Intel's Network and Edge Solutions Group. In this episode, we're going to explore the topic of edged cloud in retail, including both the trend in use cases and the innovation enabled by Intel's Network and Edge Solutions Group. I'm your host, David Dobson. I'm the Global Industry Director for Retail and Hospitality at Intel. I'm joined today by two of my friends from VMware, Ryan and Charles. Ryan Wiener is the Industry Director for Retail and Consumer Goods in EMEA. And Charles Cockshoot is the Edge Industry Solutions Architect. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I'm really looking forward to this conversation, guys. Hi, David. Thanks for Thanks, having David. me. For those who've who are new to this topic uh, from our audience uh, may not be familiar with what we call edge to cloud. Can you begin by describing what we talk about, what we mean by edge to cloud and a little bit about the types of problems uh, that this solves for retailers? So Ryan, do you want to kick off with your thoughts on that? Sure, David. So I'd like to take a step back and, and start with the problem. So retail, as we all know, is going through disruption. Traditional retailers, they, they have their bricks and mortar, and they want to leverage those stores to gain strategic advantage over their competitors. So they want to use applications like AI machine learning, IoT. These applications, they, they, they really offer retailers new capabilities, both from a top line, bottom line perspective, top line, so they can understand their customer better. They can give a better customer experience. They can cross-sell, upsell. Bottom line impact, they need fewer people, people to run uh, to do things, right? So they can do things with robotics automation. Um, so there's a cost savings element to it. And these applications, typically algorithms, right? They're data intensive. Um, something that used to run in the data center, right? Would would take a long time to process. You know, we all know that the data scientists who hits start and it runs sometimes overnight, right? They show up the next day and, it, and it's done. Uh, but now these need to run in the store. So that becomes much more difficult. It takes a lot of horsepower to run them. And it would be just too slow to run it back and forth to a data center. So if we look at the definition of, of edge, right? Um, it, it's really in the store or the warehouse, what we would call the edge, a place where the customer data is processed at the periphery maybe of a network as close to the source where we're collecting that data as possible. So an edge platform would allow a retailer to run these applications in the store that they couldn't do before. And um, yeah, really most need an ed edge technology to run in stores. Um, um, some can run in cloud, for example, but you really need a platform that can handle both cloud and edge. Yeah, I think I think the key word from, from my perspective that you mentioned there is the platform, right? I think... You know, our experience is traditional retail, retailers have a problem, they think about a solution, they kind of deploy the technology that solves that solution. But what we're looking for and what we're evolving towards and what we see happening more in the marketplace is definitely a platform approach to this. I think it was a lesson well learned in the data center when the data center workload started moving out towards the cloud and people really needed, you needed that multi-cloud often uh, platform that really helped you with that migration. And that I think the same learnings are being now taken towards the store. I think you described it really well. 
Uh, however, not everything can run in the store. So that's kind of the edge to cloud piece. You need that flexibility. And I know VMware have got some great um, answers and, and some great ways of, of helping our, our customers in that space. But great and clear description. And that really, I think, sets us up for the rest of the, uh, the podcast in terms of our de definition of edge to cloud. So thanks for that, uh, Ryan. So obviously, having, having described the problem that we're going to talk about in the rest of the podcast, uh, the obvious next question is, what are the kind of use cases? What are the things that you're seeing uh, that retailers want to do with this edge platform, this edge to cloud platform, uh, uh, where they're going to mostly benefit from this technology? Um, and if you've got any examples of projects that maybe you've worked on or you've, you've um you know, you've got direct experience uh, for you share them with the listeners as well. So, Ryan, uh, let me keep you started talking. Let me keep keep going with you, and then I'll hand it over to Charles a bit later. Sure, I'll, I'll share a couple of, uh, of great use cases, good examples. So, starting with a simple, say, optimization algorithm uh, um, running on the back end of a store, maybe a dark store. Um, really to what we focused on the cost reduction side of it, right? Because most retailers see a high cost around the e-commerce fulfillment area. And that offers the ability to reduce the cost through optimization algorithms. Another great example would be, you know, uh, we've all seen it today. Uh, you go into a, maybe a flagship store, you, you know, you scan your, your QR code, which identifies you as a customer. Suddenly the retailer has ability to, see all of your past shopping experience, right? Know what they can upsell, cross-sell you, but it actually makes it a better customer experience. So there's a, there's a, a top-line opportunity there. Uh, Chaz, I'll hand over to you. Cheers, Ryan. Um, yeah, as Ryan said, those apps are coming, I think, and use cases in, in three ways. There's that taking what you know about the customer from e-commerce and extending it into the store. There's gaining insight from what's happening in the store, kind of clickstream analysis. We're all familiar with that now trying to do that in the physical world. And then automating local tasks, which sometimes are repetitive and staff could be a better place to do something else. So some specific examples. I think one that's really impressed me is um, shelf edge labels. Now on their own, they display a price and they might display a promotion. But I've seen this evolve into indicating what for shoes is a good example, what stock sizes are available in the back of the store what stock size is available online. And if you think of the amount of cloud to edge processing that's going on there, putting together, I know it's all represented in a tiny little shelf label, but the experience you can give a customer when they go in your store is one of delight. They, they know if it's there, if, it's, if they just like it, want to touch it, but prefer to buy online, they can do that. Um, but it's also feeding the business model. It's letting retailers know in real time what stock is where, where returns are, and getting demand. So I like that one. And I think another quiet innovation um, is, is in computer vision. And you might wonder why I say quiet and computer vision, because it often gets the headlines for all the just walk out type technology out there or the shop and go. Um, it's not just driving that customer experience. It's helping drive a lot of the back end operating model um, or sort of re, uh, retail operating model benefits, such as lowering insurance. If you can detect slips and spills in a store and clear them up, your insurance bill will be lower. For fuel stations, that actually equals customer experience because no one wants to stand out in, in fuel. 
Um, so, you know, once these systems are in, they can have an impact both to customer experience and to and to the overall operating model, looking for gaps, helping automate those tasks that sometimes staff may miss or just are too repetitive to keep people on all the time. So I think um, there's two examples there where it's coming from both angles, the, the customer experience and and the benefit in optimizing this retail model, which they need to optimize to survive. Everything that you've said there resonates um, uh, with me. I, I was uh, fortunate enough to be at a, a round table with a bunch of retailers yesterday, and they were just talking about all these problems that you guys so eloquently described. You know, we know everything about what happens in our interaction in our online space, and we know very little about what happens in the store. So can you help me with that problem? And you just suggested a couple of solutions there that start to uh, unpick uh, and create those digital trails that you have online in a, in a physical experience, which is really important. You, know, you touched on inventory. Uh, how can you do a true omni-channel uh, experience if you don't really have a good tight grip as to what inventory you have in those stores uh, so that you can fulfill through those stores or even just, you know, come and pick it up. We've got it in stock. Uh, those types of what seems like a trivial challenge from a a customer expectation is often a very difficult challenge for for the retailer themselves, and I also love the compliance and the, and the cost and the, you know uh, operationally, we we underestimate sometimes how busy people are in the store. So anything that you can do that can help them, that can kind of point them to priority things that are occurring, so that it's not always a customer that's reporting a, a spillage you know the spillage has happened pretty much as soon as the drop occurs, right? So you can get out there and, and you can go be proactive and, and fix those things. Any of those helps and assistance is super important for the, for the retailers as well. So some great examples. Thank you for sharing that. I would like to spend uh, a couple of minutes and maybe Charles, you, you, I'll go to you first on this question just to give you a little bit of a heads up as to what's coming. But... Um, for the retailers that are listening to this, as I say, I think a lot of the examples we've used that resonate with them, a lot of the problems we've described and the, and the goodness that we can get from these solutions will resonate. Um, but if they want to go do this, they want to implement one of these edge to cloud uh, solutions inside their stores, what are the things they need to think about? What are the, some of the maybe technical considerations that they need to keep in mind? You know, for example, what does their infrastructure need to look like? What are the considerations that you would, and I'm not expecting a full list here, but what are the top you know, two or three things that if you're gonna start on this journey, what are the things that you would be prioritizing if you were in those retailers shoes today? Cheers, David. Yeah, and actually um, we all start with the constraints for right or wrong at the edge, but I think it's a fair place to start because the cloud makes the assumption that there's unlimited resource. And that was the design pattern. You can do what you like, you're in a safe space, you can just scale as you needed and there's unlimited storage. So we actually start with the constraints, um, but I, I try not to focus on compute and processing because I think we're solving that. I think it's the physical constraints we start with and then the connectivity. So a lot of these stores were not designed to host IT equipment. They're not environmentally controlled. So like it or not, it's physical space, it's power and cooling. It's dealing with networks that today are quite static. So lots of words there, but it's about considering how you how you meet the use case within the constraint or do you have to change the physicality of the store or the physicality of the appliances? And that all has an impact on 
investment. You said at the start of this, it's often been project based, where it's how, you know, what's the lowest dollar or pound cost I can refresh for the existing workloads versus that platform approach. So we do a lot of work um, out there getting the platform the right size for the foreseeable future. And then I think the next key bit is resilience. Where are you going to put the investment to get resilience? Are you going to put it in compute? Are you going to ensure you've got local backups? Or are you going to put that resilience in connectivity? And this is a debate we constantly have with every architecture team we meet as to where to put that. Um, and if there's a trick there, I think, at the moment, it's look for multiple use cases that make the business case stack up. Again, shifting from that project-based thing of this this use case needs this amount of bandwidth to what if I can collect and bring together three or four use cases, which then justifies an investment. And you kind of get the flywheel going in terms of essentially improving those technical capabilities. Um, so I think a final point is it's not just about the infrastructure. I think a lot of the apps and innovation and startups that have born, been born in the cloud and extended out to the edge uh, are having to rework their architectures to allow for those constraints. You can't assume, as I've said, unlimited bandwidth and the ability to ship every piece of data back up to a blob in the cloud for, for storage. Plus, retailers want a single view of what's going on in their stores. And, 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 and this brings in the multi-cloud kind of conundrum of you know, where is your data? How do you get a singular view? Ryan, do you want to add something to that? Well, I think, I think the, the challenges we see retailers pursuing a single cloud native strategy when, you know, depending on what they want to run, it may or may not run in uh, the cloud of their choice that they have selected, right? So, you know, what I like to tell retailers is don't limit your competitiveness, right? You want to be able to um, leverage uh, uh, all possible clouds, prepare for a multi-cloud world. In addition, you have investments, past investments you've made. You want to be able to leverage them as well. Um, so you need a platform that basically enables any device, any cloud, uh, uh, any hardware, et cetera, um, so that you can take advantage of your existing investments, future investments. You don't know which cloud it's going to come out on, and, and some have more advantages over the others. Um, you know, different niche areas developing uh, from each of the different cloud providers. And I think most retailers want to take advantage of all possible competitive uh, uh, edges that they can win. Yeah, that really resonates with with me. Um, I think I don't know a retailer that wants a single provider strategy in the long term, because that definitely uh, limits their ability to negotiate, which is uh, which is part of the DNA of every retailer I've ever met. <laughs> and so uh, they want choice, as you say, it's a constantly evolving game. Maybe one vendor is is ahead in, in a certain space today, and then tomorrow. It, it, there's a constant arms race in this space. You want to take both advantage of the innovation, and you also want to take advantage of the the various um, benefits commercially from from each of the various offerings. So that that multi cloud is the reality. Even if in the short term you have a single cloud vendor to kind of understand and get, and get a direction and some consistency inside your business, you can understand that desire. But the reality is most retailers and businesses I've worked with end up in a multi-cloud space even if they even if they start with a, a single cloud um, strategy. I, I think the other thing uh, that I would add to this is is uh, the legacy, right? One of the things in starting with this is I can't just throw away everything I've got and start again, at, you know, would that I could. Um, 
but I've got to bring with me all my existing business applications and my business and my environment, some of which is not the newest and not the latest. But I want to take advantage of all this new innovation that's coming. And as as Charles said earlier, a lot of that innovation is 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 cloud first, right? That's where the building, that's the native development and space in a lot of this innovation area. So so you need to be able to have that platform that will support both of those environments. And, and that's a key, a key consideration because would that we could start from a blank sheet of paper sometimes, but uh, that's just not the world we're in. Okay, so um, so we've covered the technology, we kind of covered some of the use cases. Um, just for the next little section, let's put ourselves in the in the seat of the retail CIO, right? The guy who has to provide all this technology, has to um, keep the lights on in their existing business, right? Often their attention is much more short-term than they would like it to be. They may want to think about the future. They may want to have a platform that's going to help them uh, you know, move to this future state we've talked about. But there's the reality of the day-to-day -day stuff, right? Things are happening. I can't, uh, like I was saying before, legacy, they have to keep all that maintained. They have to provide the services to keep the business ticking over as well, right? Let's not forget that IT is a service of the main, uh, main business in most of these um, operations. So if you're in the seat of the CIO in one of these retailers, well, where, where do you start, right? First of all, is this something for today or can I just give it to my techie guys and let them play with it and understand it? And, you know, we'll come back to us when they've figured it out. Or if I do start, what, what, what's the first thing I need to do, right? Well, how do I begin that journey of, to get to this edge to cloud platform? Now, Ryan, thoughts on that? These are those two questions. Yeah, David, I, I think... I think retailers have to start today. I think in order to be competitive, um, the market is changing so fast, given the amount of disruption we see. Um, we have several customers using our edge solution today, right? So it is available, it is out there. You can leverage this capability today. Um, and I would say, having talked to a lot of retailers, uh, uh, most or all are pursuing this as a strategy today. So they know they, they need it. The major let's say recommendation I would give is to um, look for all potential use cases. In other words, think big. What's, what's really everything that's going to be needed in the future in the store. Um, don't limit your, you know, your, your ability to gain and stay competitive, if you will. Um, oftentimes a line of business drives one or, or even several use cases, right? So, you have to work with your line of business, understand what, what they want to be able to run in the store. How are they planning to engage the customer better, et cetera? Um, IT has to be able to support that in looking at the, the broad range of capabilities to be able to run at the edge, right? And you don't want to have to replatform if you go down a path <laughs> that is, is sort of stuck in one single ecosystem. I think it goes back to our earlier point. Um, you don't want to choose too narrow of an ecosystem. You want to prepare for everything. Um, and again, retailers want to leverage their past investments, right? So you have to think big. You have to think, what do I need to, to run on this edge? And pick a platform that can support any device, any application, any cloud. Um, what I always tell retailers is you want to be able to take advantage of the next killer app, uh, you know, regardless of which ecosystem that comes from. You don't know where it's going to come from. Be prepared. And, and just, uh, I guess, a follow-up to that, just um, is there a difference between the big guys, right? You know, the, the big enterprise retailers, the ones that have got 
10 plus percent market share, thousands of stores. And then the kind of mid-market guys, maybe the ones who've got hundreds of stores rather than thousands of stores. Is there a difference in terms of advice you would give between uh, those types of retailers or is it really across the board? This is just something they've got to do and you, and you need to start it today. My, my view, but Charles, you can step in here and, and chime in, but my view is that it's, it's the same for both, right? It's just a matter of scale, maybe, uh, um, more or fewer, depending, but but you see some very innovative things at some of the smallest retailers, leveraging edge, leveraging cloud, um, even maybe more nimble than some of the biggest retailers, right? Um, so I, I was thinking that myself, right? Because they don't have the resources, right? So so they're kind of almost nudged in that direction to begin with because they don't have a thousand IT people or a hundred IT people. Sometimes it's like a dozen people working in that space. So any help they can get. Uh, they probably have jumped in a little bit quicker, maybe even than the big, uh, bigger enterprise guys. Yeah, and so exactly. yeah. yeah, David, I'd say that's true. I mean, the desire to differentiate is at all levels of retail, and you're right. Some of the some of the smaller retailers, I think, find it easier to partner because us in the industry can be a better partner to them because we can do the whole thing. Whereas some of the larger enterprises, there is there is more complexities there, as you've said. It's it's really greenfield, and it's the speed of of being able to kind of move to that platform approach away from the project by project thing. So, you know, they can, they can go for a full re revolution, I think, sometimes more quickly. We're getting close to the end uh, of our conversation. Um, is there anything that you guys wanted to put in there that we haven't explicitly drawn out in a question? Any kind of final thoughts, piece of advices, uh, things that you've seen that would just help the, the listeners um, on this journey that we're all saying? We agree with you, by the way, start today. <laughs> this is not something for tomorrow. If you haven't started, probably there's very few that haven't, but if you haven't, you better get on the on this uh, on this journey pretty quickly. So any final thoughts or advice or any areas we didn't mention during the conversation that you just... You know, as we develop this kind of platform theme, if there's a bit of advice to CIOs, we talk, especially in the larger enterprises, is nurture a team for this platform. We... You know, um, you know, Ryan and I often have conversations with lots of different parts of the same business, be that infrastructure, cloud platform, data scientist teams, store operations um, and facilities. Let's not forget the OT teams. And they're all part of the puzzle and they've all got great insights and experience. So getting a team together that can work on this is, is where I'm most impressed with retailers. And I think where the most gains to be be done and you know so that closing word you know for me would be edge i think is arguably the last cloud to be built out or at least the last set of it to have cloud principles applied to it um and collaboration is key whether that's within an org or across the partners no one company is going to solve this we're all solving for it so yeah collaborate internally and externally would be my final final word ryan anything to close on no i think i think you're spot on i do think um IT can, tends to operate sort of in a vacuum, but they need to have input from the line of business so that the, the, the combined team where you see success is really where they bring multiple teams together between line of business and IT and, and solve it together, right? Yeah, and I think you know, my experience over the, the last four or five years is retailers have got much more used to doing that, right? Much more used to building those multidisciplinary teams 
Um, as I said before, IT is a service of the business. So what is it you, what is it you can do to help and accelerate um, your business performance? It's a super competitive marketplace. Uh, there's big digital disruptors that are coming at you at a pace that we've never seen in our industry before that are, are forcing innovation. I think during COVID, and we've talked about this with, with uh, our friends at VMware and other companies in the past, during COVID, retailers had to respond much faster than they're typically used to. And I think that's also created expectations within their business. So, ah, so you can, we can do things quickly. Not everything is a multi-year slow rollout deployment. We can actually do things at pace. So the expectation, I think, within the business has changed and the, and the IT uh, teams are trying to uh, you know, do that in a manageable way because sometimes when you do things too quickly, you know that causes problems in itself. But there's definitely a pace they can move at. And I think this edge to cloud um, approach really allows them for the first time in my 30 odd years in retail for, for them to really be much closer, much faster in terms of uh, implementing that innovation that uh, retailers are desperately uh, crying out for at the moment. Well, thank you so much for, for uh, joining me today. It's been great having the discussion. I know we're only just touching the very tip of the iceberg on this topic. Uh, but it's great to uh, it's great to set the scene in the right way for for our audience. Thanks, David. Thanks for having. Me. Yeah, Thanks no, for inviting us. Yeah, perfect. And I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you'll be back at some point because I, I know our audience will will love to um, want to go into a little bit more detail, probably around the use cases. Once we once we see this mature out, you know, a bit more detail maybe around uh, what we're seeing actually really be deployed and some of those success stories. My email address, if you want to contact me to continue the dialogue with us directly, david.dobson at intel.com. If LinkedIn is your is your preferred method of contact, you can find me on, on LinkedIn, just search, uh, search for David Dobson uh, at Intel. Ryan Charles, how can people contact you if they want to continue the conversation with VMware? Best way is through LinkedIn. You can reach me, just, just find my name, Ryan Wayner, uh, right on LinkedIn and, and send us a note. Same for me, um, Charles Cockshoot on LinkedIn, um, or you can get me at ccockshoot at vmware.com. Uh, happy to chat to anyone, thank you. Perfect, thanks guys. So I wanna thank everybody. I wanna thank my friends, Ryan and, and Charles for joining me today. I thank the audience uh, for tuning in to The Edge and Beyond, the series that makes sense of use cases across industries, brought to you by the Network and Edge Solution Group at Intel. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can get all our latest content uh, straight to your podcast feed. And obviously, there's a library of previous content as well if you want to catch up on some of the previous topics. So thank you for your time today, and we'll be back again soon.